0: La ilaha illallah. You're listening to Mercy FM, a podcast featuring stories from the life of the Prophet Muhammad. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or by email at
1: mercy.fm. bismillah walhamdulillah was wassalamu ala rasulillah. welcome back to mercy.fm where we go through stories and sayings of the prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him the prophet of mercy who was described by god in the quran as being sent only as a mercy to all the worlds to all created beings And this is a really important story, I think, for us modern people because of the way that we deal with animals and the way that we also sometimes don't necessarily look at animals with mercy. And it'll explain itself shortly that a man came to the messenger of God, peace and blessings be upon him. And he said, oh, messenger of God, sometimes I have a sheep at home. So, you know, back in the day, people would actually, you know, raise their sheep or their goats or their cows uh, in order to actually eat. And many of them would actually keep them for a long time. They would benefit from their milk or their wool or whatever. They would actually become like a pet for the family. So this man came to the prophet and he said, Oh, messenger of God, I have a sheep at home. And sometimes I intend to slaughter the sheep so that he can feed his family. But then I have mercy over it. So then I see the sheep and I, you know, this man loves his sheep. He's attached to it. It's not just some, something he buys at the store that's already cut up and it doesn't have a face or any sort of human connection to it. So he says, I feel mercy and I don't want to slaughter it. So the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, replied, he said, even the sheep, if you grant it mercy, then God, majestic and exalted, will give you mercy. If you show that mercy, and it's kind of like a natural mercy that this man would have towards an animal that has grown before his very eyes and that he cares for and benefits from, but he says, you know, I want to eat it and then I feel bad, so I don't, I don't slaughter it. And then the prophet says, you having mercy towards that animal will be a means by which God will grant you his mercy. So, I think this is a beautiful story, and there's a lot that we can uh, learn from it and apply in our lives. Have you slaughtered an animal? I actually have. Yeah, I actually have. My brother's son was born, and in the Islamic tradition, there is the aqiqah. So, on the seventh day after a child is born, it's a prophetic practice to slaughter an animal and to distribute some of the meat to poor people and those in need. So I did it and uh, it was actually a profound experience. I mean, it's not like the prettiest thing in the world, but for me personally, you know, thinking about it, seeing the animal, touching the animal, praying over, you know, the animal and saying some verses of Quran and it was really beautiful.
0: Yeah, I did it for the first time a couple of years back and it was nothing short of transformative mm. in terms of the relationship that I have now with, with food.
1: Mm. You know, That's important.
0: You know Animals, meat, and so on, right? Because up until then, and this is, you know, I'm already in my 30s at this stage, mm-hmm. right? I had never directly experienced the slaughter. Mm. And so I'm standing in the slaughterhouse and I'm scared out of my mind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to see, right? Mm. And cause, because up until then you know how do I, what's my relationship with food i go to the butcher and i say give me that piece of meat
1: mm,
0: yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and i can completely ignore the fact that that piece of meat was an animal a living that had being a, you know that had a life and a soul and so on and so forth all that's out of sight out of mind doesn't mm. even occur to me but now all of a sudden there's an actual creature that mm. Was playing in the fields probably earlier that day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I saw kind of in the corner of the slaughterhouse, and then that was called up when when it was my turn, and that's about to be the end of that animal's life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's hard not to be <laughs> to have a little bit of mercy for Absolutely. that animal in that moment, right?
1: As it, one should.
0: It's hard not to feel that, and I think that's that's what's really interesting about this hadith to me is, you know, it's on the one hand, it's easier to have mercy to human beings because. Mm-hmm. We can empathize with human beings. Mm-hmm. We're human beings. We understand how other people think and feel. So to have mercy with another human is easier. Yeah. But what we're being taught here is is that mercy in your heart, even if it's expressed to other beings. Yeah. Right. Sometimes even inanimate beings. Yeah. Right. That's still something that is valued
1: Absolutely. and rewarded. And you know, Ahmed, I mean the thing that really worries me is that in today's world, the mass production of meat has really taken all of the mercy out of the industry Mm. that you have animals literally growing in factories they're eating genetically modified foods they're not eating what god willed for them and created for them to eat Um, chickens are left in like really dark areas eating these genetically modified foods that make them grow three times the rate they're supposed to grow and even their organs are not able to take it so there's a huge removal of mercy and when you talk about slaughter and sacrificing an animal everyone goes oh my god that's so inhumane But the reality is that the alternative is even worse. Mm. That you can throw in your microwave dinner and eat it and not think about the life that probably actually lived a very abysmal life. And then it was killed. And one of the things that one of uh, my teachers, Dr. Amr says, he says that this life is meant to be the paradise for animals. In other words, you're supposed to treat animals well. Mm. Right. And I think it's beautiful that in addition to the mercy that we should have anyway, and the mercy that should also make us have pause for reflection before eating an animal, right, is that that mercy that we would show to an animal, even if it's one of our pets, is something that's beloved to God. Mm. And I think that, you know, even what we're eating and the way that we have all of these uh, systems of production. Is taking away our humanity.
0: I would go as far as to say, and I don't think this is a stretch, that part of this showing mercy to animals is eating ethically.
1: Mm, absolutely. Right? It's, it's trying
0: your best to eat food that was or animals that were ethically slaughtered and that were treated well and that weren't exposed to conditions that would make you cringe. Yeah. Right. And the truth is, I and mean, you know, you know, because you, you watch the documentaries, mm-hmm. right? If you watch you know, if you actually saw the way these animals are treated in the factories, in these you know tight farmhouses and these little cages in some cases yeah. with chickens, and you see the conditions they're exposed to, I mean, you'd lose your appetite pretty quickly, yeah. wouldn't
1: you? It, it would, I think it would make anyone who has a heart that is affected, I think it would make people cry or at the very least be very sad. Yeah. Because even these animals, I mean, we understand kind of one of the beautiful things that we get in the Quran and in this kind of worldview that's given to us through revelation and the connection to God is that everything is meant to serve a purpose. But when you take that purpose to its extremes, either end, then you create an imbalance. So when you have this, every single meal has to have meat, or you have this mass production of meat, and then you also have imbalances in other ways, because now you're growing genetically modified organisms and you're feeding cows corn Mm -hmm. that's genetically modified that makes them fatter, Mm -hmm. and then makes them belch out uh, gases that are bad for the environment, even worse than carbon dioxide you're creating this really serious imbalance in the entire ecosystem. Everything's out of whack. Everything's out of whack. And then human beings spiritually are gonna be out of whack.
0: Well, that's the thing that nobody talks about, right? We talk a lot about the physical effects of all of this and a lot of them you just described and and, and what happens to the human being when you eat meat that is fed or, or cow that is fed Food that it wasn't supposed to eat, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a whole movement around grass-fed cows and eating grass-fed cows and and eating chickens that haven't been fed steroids and antibiotics. And one of the stories that really affected me in in one of these documentaries was they were saying that the steroids that are fed to the chicken make the chicken breast grow so large, because that's obviously chicken breast is one of the most valuable pieces of the chicken, right? In Mm -hmm. terms of the meat. Mm -hmm. The breast grows so large that the chicken actually buckles under its own weight. Because it's not walk. supposed to have press that big. They can't even walk, right? How is that not going to have an effect on you spiritually? Yeah. Yeah. Forget physically. What and I mean,
1: you know, even in kind of the biblical tradition is that gluttony is yeah. considered a sin. Right. I mean, you know, one of these cardinal oh, the sins, deadly sins yeah. the deadly sins. So we have an entire infrastructure. And then you also have people who want to become vegetarian and vegan, largely because they're concerned about the treatment of animals. And I think the beautiful thing about this hadith is once again, it shows us that there's a balance. Mm. You know that a person should not be so excessive And obviously the Prophet would never say this But he didn't say to the man Hey it's your sheep Do whatever you want Who cares It's just a sheep But he said your mercy that God placed in your heart Mm. Is something that you're going to be given mercy for Mm. And that the Prophet Muhammad himself Peace and blessings be upon him He would go for months without eating meat Right right and he would eat dates and water or bread right a very simple diet and i think you know we have to really think about these things that as a human being whether you're a muslim or another person of faith or whatever it may be is that we recognize that what we take into ourselves will affect us spiritually, and that we are partaking in a greater system, and that we have to make decisions that are more merciful and create a better system if we can. It's really hard to change it at the highest levels, but we have to make little changes in our own lives that both affect us in our health and spiritually, and are a reflection of that mercy that the Prophet Muhammad is really highlighting here. So the call to action is really be more mindful about the way that you even are interacting with your food. And maybe if you're someone who really loves meat, and a lot of people do, is being a little bit more conscientious about what kind of meat and how the animals are treated. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, He really taught us a lot of aspects of what we would call animal rights today, that the animal cannot be beaten. The animal cannot watch and should not watch another animal being slaughtered because that hurts their feelings. So we have to be more conscientious about even the treatment of the animals that we're getting and then also being a bit more careful about our own consumption and the degree of our consumption and how that affects the rest of the world.
0: Don't complain when you don't have meat for dinner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's good for you. And if you do it with this intention, you're rewarded by Allah. You're rewarded by God.